you know, obviously, I mean, we're, we're, I don't even know the right adjective. I mean, we're, we're crushed, obviously, you know, our, our goal and our dream was to make the NCAA tournament. I mean, that goes for every team that's, that's doing this and um, there's any point in, in hiding from that. Um, and so, you know, those things are difficult, even though you're mentally prepared that that could be the outcome, you know, when it happens and, and it becomes official, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow, but you know, um, life goes on um you know this year obviously you know there were a lot of things we could have controlled that you know we didn't and unfortunately this was a year where there were a lot of things out of our control um but that's life sometimes and you know i think you know there's nothing wrong with being disappointed i told the guys that and hurting because you know when you put that much into something um that's part of it but at the same time i think as you know you you really take a step back and you look at it you know, guys like Adam and Kendall, you know, from where they were two years ago at this time um, to be where they are today and the kind of season that they had and the position that they're in is really pretty remarkable um, for this group. And so um, we have to regroup. Um, we're excited to get an opportunity to play in the NIT. There's a ton of really good teams in that field, chance to play on national television um, and a chance to compete in March, you know, and a chance to try to figure out how can we regroup and try to play great this time of the year, because that's what you want to do. We didn't get that opportunity last year. And so now we finally get an opportunity to do that. And um, that's our, our charge right now is to figure that out. And as the days go by, I think we'll continue to get more and more excited about um, the opportunity to play uh, Friday night against Buffalo. What's up, y'all? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael. I'm sure you've heard how great the mortgage rates are right now, and they are. But Mike and Virginia, they're not just your typical mortgage company. They have phenomenal rates. But what really makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner. He's going to look at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, so you'll always feel like a person, not a number. These are the people that you want to work with. These are the type of people you can trust. Whether you're looking at refinancing your current mortgage, maybe buying a new home, Mike and Virginia, they'll make the process as smooth and simple as possible. I'm telling you, they're the best around. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, though, you'll get set up with a free consultation and discuss all your options. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com or... You can always give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. Visit dnvrmortgage.com or give him a call at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Hey, Adam, Justin Michael of DNVR here. It might be a little too early to start asking you, you know, some big picture questions, given that you still have the NIT coming up. But when you look back on this season, given, you know, everything that you guys have been through, the fact that you want to, you know, school record 14 league games, what do you think you'll remember most about this season? The guys, for sure. Um, this has been one of the most fun seasons that I've ever had in my entire basketball career. We're so, so close with guys. We're so competitive and we're so together. I enjoy every second being able to compete with these guys on the court. Then just, you know, kind of off of that, you know, obviously you guys would have loved to have been in the NCAA tournament, but you know, what is the motivation level for this team? 
is there a part of you that, you know, kind of wants to go and prove, you know, we can win this entire thing and you guys should have included us in the field? Oh, absolutely. I think that, um, like I said before, you know, last season we were going to play in, in uh, I believe it was the CBI and, and that got taken away from us. And we were, we were devastated when that happened. And, you know, we're even more devastated now because of the, the big dance, but um, we're super excited to get back out there and, and prove, prove a lot of people. Um, that we deserve to play and not only the NIT, but that we should have been in the tournament. All right. What's up guys. Happy Monday. Hope everybody is safe out there. Been a crazy weekend along the front range. Obviously uh, some areas getting about two feet of snow. It's definitely crazy out here. Springtime in Colorado always keeps you on your toes. We're obviously talking basketball on this one. Um, heartbreaking. There's really no other way to put it. If you watch the DNVR Madness uh, Selection Sunday live show, you could obviously tell I was devastated when CSU didn't make the field. Brutal. I mean, we knew it was coming with with Georgetown and and Oregon State both stealing bids. We pretty much knew that it it wasn't going to go CSU's way. But that didn't make the pill any easier to swallow in the moment. It's always heartbreaking when you're an at-large team that doesn't get in. The whole process is just agonizing. I mean, if you watched our live selection show Sunday, shout out to everybody that did ask questions. Um, A lot of hard work went into that. It was unfortunate that we couldn't do it live in studio, but we were able to pivot pretty quickly and do it remotely. I think that it ended up being a pretty you know, great broadcast. And we're obviously going to have uh, live shows the morning of the first and second round. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, starting at 9.30 a.m., Make sure you check that out. We'll be keeping you up to date with all the great matchups, betting tips, you know, what to look for each day, all of that fun stuff. But it was, uh, it was pretty hard to keep my cool, you know, being live on camera. It was just, it was devastating. It was devastating for this team not to make it because we all know, one, they're good enough to win a game or two. And I think that's what makes it really hard to stomach. You know, it's, it's a situation where you know that if they could just get in, this team is, you know, they're capable of accomplishing special things. We've already seen it. They've gone into VA Haas and, and taken down San Diego State in a game they were down nearly 30. They went on the road and they beat Utah State. They, you know, they split against Boise State. They played everybody tough all season. Even that ugly St. Mary's performance. They held St. Mary's under 60 points. They just couldn't buy a bucket. They lost that game by 20, but it was way closer than it indicated this just an all-time quiet night on the offensive end. But time and time again, we saw this CSU team you know, step up. I think, quite frankly, they got screwed by the Mountain West with having to play four games in seven days right before the Mountain West tournament. I, I think their legs caught up to them in that Nevada game. Now, I will say, even if they beat Nevada, I'm not 100% sure that they get in. That is one of the things that Nico Medved got asked about, and he kind of mentioned, you know, you know, maybe if we beat Nevada, we're probably in, or maybe if we beat Boise State a second time, we're in, you know, or, or Utah State. Personally, I just, I, with Georgetown and Oregon State both winning, I still think they would have been on the outside looking in, even with a win over Nevada. Now we can argue whether that game should have even been played, and, and my answer is obviously no. Um, but you know, the Mountain West, they just didn't put CSU in a good position. Nevada had four days to scout for that game. CSU obviously 
you know, coming in on, on short rest after playing New Mexico just 48 hours before. And the Air Force series, it was just a raw deal. And then right after that, they immediately have to hit the road, go and play a difficult Fresno State team. And then, you know, obviously Utah State is just such a tough draw on Amos Kata. Absolute beast. I'll tell you right now, I'm taking Utah State to beat Texas Tech in my bracket. I don't know how you contain a dude like Niamh Kata. San Diego State did a pretty good job, um, but it, it's pretty hard to do. I mean, he's just such a freak, impacts the game in so many different ways. To me, I think it just it, it came down to that game in Vegas. You know, I at least with with how this all played out, you know, if, if Georgetown and Oregon State both would have lost their games, I think CSU probably is still in, even with the Nevada loss. You know, I think those two teams stole bids from Louisville and CSU. Those were the two most egregious snubs of, of everybody in the field, if you, you know, were to ask me. You know, technically at this point, all hope is not 100% lost as CSU, you know, the first four out are technically on hold right now if something were to happen with, you know, Virginia and, and Kansas or, you know, a situation where one of the teams weren't able to compete in the NCAA tournament. CSU, you know, hypothetically could slide in there and take their spot. Obviously, you would need two teams not able to compete. But Medved, you know, he was pretty honest in his media availability last night. And he just said he doesn't expect anybody to to not be able to participate just based on, you know, how the testing has been going and the contact tracing and all that. Pretty realistic. And also, I think that's that's probably smart because you don't want to hold on to false hope. Like at the end of the day, yeah, it would be great. Um but it's just such a slim shot. And because of that, you know, you got to put kind of all your eggs in the NIT basket. And that's, you know, a bummer, obviously. It's not the NCAA tournament. It's just not the same. But I will say it's it's pretty intriguing this year. It's a 16-team field. All of the teams are capable of winning, in my opinion. You know, it's a really competitive field. There were a couple of teams, uh, St. John's, Duke, somebody else that, that turned down bids. Whatever, screw them. We don't need a bunch of mid-majors. Uh, Ole Miss, who is a really fun team in the SEC, Boise State, you know, if CSU and Boise State were to both go on a run, they could meet in the semifinals. And then obviously Buffalo, who CSU's matched up with in the first round, deceptively a pretty tricky team, a team that can, you know, really score points in a hurry. I got a good versatile starting lineup. They they share the ball. They play with crazy tempo. I'm going to jump into all of that stuff in just a second. But you know, you got to just kind of try and make lemonade out of lemons in this situation and view the NIT as an opportunity to to be a stepping stone moving forward. No, it's not as glamorous as the NCAA tournament. No, you don't get, you know, all the glory and, and it's just not the same. But time and time again, we've seen teams make runs in the NIT. I mean, uh, Tad Boyle in his first year at Colorado, you know, they were a, a pretty egregious snub themselves that season. They ended up almost winning the NIT. After that, they followed it up with a couple of really successful seasons. You know, obviously, given the state of the roster at CSU, you have no seniors. You know, knock on wood, hopefully we'll get everybody coming back. You never know, you know, with the transfer stuff, what'll, what may or may not happen. But the foundation of your roster should be solid. So, you know, if you're CSU, you want to look at this as an opportunity to just get better. And that's, you know, what the coaches and players were kind of preaching throughout their media availability and you know, it's one thing to say it. Every CSU team that I've ever covered has, you know, said they wanted to do it. You know, the Rams back in 2017 after falling short in the Mountain West tournament, you know, they beat Charleston in the first round before uh, losing at home, getting upset. And you could just see it 
you know, they they didn't really want to be in that game. You know, they just they didn't have the same juice against CSU Bakersfield. They got lit up by a um John a blank on his name it was a, a local kid from Longmont. But you know, they just they got lit up in that game, and you could just see they didn't want to be there. I think this Rams team, I think they're young enough, I think they're hungry enough, competitive enough that we're going to see a group that comes out and competes hard. I'm not going to put any bold statements out there and be like, they are absolutely going to win the NIT, but you know, they're the number one seed in the tournament overall. So obviously at least on paper, they should have the best odds to do so. I, I don't see why not. I mean, they're certainly capable of beating every single team that's in this field. It's going to be hard. And I'm about to, you know, jump into this Buffalo t- team and, you know, talk about why it's going to be such a tough matchup. But, you know, the Rams have no reason to be scared of any of these teams. They, they've hung with the best. They beat the best. They have nothing to prove in that regard. At this point, it's really all about, you know, them versus themselves. Can they play their best basketball when it matters most? Unfortunately, they, they came up a little short against Utah State in an intense atmosphere. But you have another opportunity to redeem yourself. And at the end of the day, an NIT title would be pretty cool. It, it really would. So that's the mindset I'm trying to keep, you know, going into this. It's I'm all in on the NIT. I hope that you guys will ride with me. You know, I'll have content throughout. We'll do daily podcasts. We'll preview it. I'll write about it. You know, I'm going to cover this as if it's the NCAA tournament because this team deserves it. I think CSU fans are starving for a postseason run. I think this team just may give it to them. And, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, it sucks that they didn't make the NCAA tournament. It absolutely sucks. There have been five CSU teams in my entire lifetime that, you know, realistically had a shot to make the NCAA tournament. And, you know, two of them got screwed by the by the selection committee. And that's life as a mid-major. That's life in the Mountain West. We all know it. You know, mediocre teams like Syracuse are able to slide in basically based on brand recognition. I mean, they they asked the selection committee themselves and their their defense of putting Michigan State in the field was essentially you know, we think they'll they'll get people interested, but you know, great great job on Colorado State for a successful season and you know, they should feel darn proud of themselves for even being in the conversation. It's demeaning, it's ridiculous, but that's life. That's the Ram life. We all know it but we're just going to try and make lemonade out of lemons and embrace a tough situation. That's all you can do. I'm going to jump into this Buffalo preview in just a second, but before we do, a quick word from our partners. March's biggest tournament is finally here. We do not know who will be cutting down the nets at the end, but we do know there will be no shortage of madness. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $4 on an underdog, win $256 if they win. It's that simple. They're making it rain over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Your opportunity to turn $4 into $256. You got that chance every day. There's so many select underdogs for you to put your money on. Doesn't get any better than this. You know, again, there's no way to to put your test to the knowledge than putting your money where your mouth is. I mean, you want to brag, you got to put some money on the line. That's how it works. I don't make the rules. Don't worry, though. If college basketball is not for you, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds, promotions on golf, hockey, baseball, UFC, so much more. You name it. They have the odds. Shoot, you can bet on table tennis if that's what you please. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit your funds at your convenience. 
and it's it's always safe. It's just the best. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up for your chance to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset again. That code DNVR must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Guys, summer is coming up. It's never too soon to start thinking about the fall semester. MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs. Some of our very own staff members at DNVR have even taken some classes at MSU Denver online. My guy Harrison, he had such great things to say about the professors that they were super engaged, extremely responsive. And again, the thing that he loved is everybody had relevant working experience in their field so that you know you're getting the best possible information. Time and time again, the one thing that has been able to protect people from economic downturn has been a college degree. Why not have it both ways during these uncertain times? Make money and work while you are earning your degree. MSU students can tell you all about it. They work double the hours while taking classes as any other school in Colorado. Make sure you check out MSU Denver Online, an awesome way to better yourself while still working and earning a living. Shout out to our friends, MSU Denver Online. All right, all right, all right. Let's jump right into Buffalo here. Deceptively kind of a tricky opponent. I mean, they were a team that shot themselves in the foot, unfortunately, by not winning their conference tournament. They did finish first in the MAC in the regular season. You know, the best offensive team in the conference by far Average 81.7 points a game. That's good for number 13 in the country. Uh, they give up a lot of points, though. 72.8. That's 248th in the country. So a big disparity when looking at the offense and the defense. The, the interesting thing is it doesn't exactly tell the whole story. When you dive in some in, into some of the you know advanced metrics, they're number 68 in Ken Palm. Surprisingly, they actually rank higher in adjusted defense, number 56, than they do in adjusted offense where they're 91st. So, you know, kind of an instance where they they play defense against quality opponents. At least that's what the metrics say. Um, one of the things that really jumps out to me about this Buffalo team, though, is the tempo that they play with. 13th in the country in adjusted tempo. They're also the best rebounding team in the country, averaging 44 rebounds a game. What that tells me, you know, they gang rebound, they look to get out in transition and they're trying to score. Um, this is a team that they were efficient, you know, 45.9% from the field. That's the best in the country. Not that great from three-point land, only 33.8%. Um, they do turn it over a lot, 13.9 a game. But again, you know, when you rebound that well and you give yourself, you know, second chance opportunities like they do, nearly 15 offensive rebounds a game, second most in the country, it doesn't really matter. You know, you can afford to turn the basketball over a little bit so long as you, you know, you keep dominating the glass and you keep getting those high percentage looks at the hoop, which they tend to do. The other thing that jumps out to me about this Buffalo team, you know, they've got four different guys that are averaging 13 or more points per game. They share the rock, you know, they're 
They're looking to move the ball around, get those high percentage looks, but they don't have any selfish guys. They don't have anybody playing hero ball. That's big in a tournament scenario like the NIT where you know, you, you just never know if the entire team is bought in. If this whole team is bought in like they typically are, you know, they've got a lot of different guys that can beat you, four different players. The caveat is they don't really go that deep into their rotation. CSU, they've got nine guys they can, you know, really trust to play quality minutes. Buffalo is really more like six or seven. But again, the four out of those six or seven all can contribute. So it's going to take a team effort from CSU to top this Buffalo squad. And, I, and I'm really intrigued to kind of dive into the film a little bit and, you know, talk about this team more throughout the week as I learn, you know, more about them. At this point, you know, most of what I've seen just highlights. Um, I did watch the Syracuse game that they lost in overtime earlier this year. But most of what I've been able to gather so far has just kind of been from diving into the numbers. But again, you know, it's, it's played out on the court. You got to watch it to truly understand a team. And we will dive into all of that throughout the week. All right, we are going to move on here and we're close to finishing up today's podcast. But before we do, you know, I would be remiss to not bring up the situation at Minnesota, which obviously is going to have Ram fans, you know, sweating it out a little bit. It's it's going to be an interesting situation. You know, you look across the country, all of the major reporters, you know, they have Nico Medved on the watch list for Minnesota. He's from there. He went there. It's it's got to make you at least a little bit nervous, you know, with them deciding to move on from Patino this year. I will say, I think, and, and this is just my gut feeling, I think it's better that Minnesota moved on from Patino this offseason than it would be next offseason because, you know, the future being so bright of this program, I think the Rams are going to make the tournament next year. Medved's going to be an even hotter candidate. Right now, I mean, there's a lot of guys that Minnesota may pursue just off the top of my head, I mean, Craig Smith, obviously, he has Minnesota roots. He's still, you know, he's only lost one time in the Mountain West tournament in three years, a couple of Mountain West championships, what should have been back-to-back NCAA tournament appearances, or should be three in a row, really. Brian Dutcher, you know, at San Diego State, his dad was a longtime coach at Minnesota. He went there. You, you got to imagine he would at least be on their on their wish list now. Would Dutch want to leave San Diego State for Minnesota? I sure as hell wouldn't. I mean, especially at this point, you know, he's in his late 60s. God, I mean, do you want to move across the country to go freeze when you live in one of the best cities in America? I know it's your alma mater. I know your dad coached there. I know that it's negotiated into his contract that your buyout's about one-seventh of what it would be for anywhere else if he were to get the Minnesota job. But the grass just isn't always greener. Um, you know, if you're a CSU fan, you're, you're, you would love that. God, go ahead. Take it. Dutcher, get the fuck out of the conference, please. We're tired of playing against you. But at least from his perspective, I don't know why you would take that job. I mean, it, it's not that great of a gig. It's an, it's an, a rebuild at this point. I mean, there are a lot of good prep players in the area. So you have strong, you know, a, a strong local pool to recruit from. But are you going to out-recruit Michigan? Are you going to out-recruit Michigan State, Ohio State, even, you know, Indiana, Purdue? I mean, out of all the schools in the Big Ten, it's probably in the bottom four or five. I, I don't know why you would leave what is the best gig in the conference in San Diego State for what is a mediocre gig. I mean, he's been in the, in the industry long enough to understand that. But sometimes, you know, emotion and nostalgia and all that, that can 
back in top rationale. So I guess we'll just have to see how it plays out. Uh, the other name I would throw out from the Mountain West, just kind of putting out there, Leon Rice at Boise State. He could decide it's it's time for a move. He's had a lot of success. Kind of underappreciated by the fan base. I think he's underpaid. I mean, again, CSU fans would would love to have him out of the conference. Could be interesting. It, it's going to be intriguing to see how it all plays out. Um, if Minnesota was smart, they would hire Medved and Thorson right now. I, I hope to God that doesn't happen. I know it's a dream job for Medved, Medved, so I would be happy for him. It would just be so unfortunate given the trajectory of this program and and where it's headed with this staff. Um, worst case, if Medved is hired away by somebody else, I hope CSU promotes from within. You know, promote Ali Farouk-Minash, promote J.R. Blunt. These are rising stars. You could have done that the first time around when Tim Miles left, avoided the entire situation with Larry Eustacey. Don't make the same mistake twice if it does come down to that. Again, hoping that it doesn't happen. But, you know, God forbid, you do have some quality assistance on the staff. I think that'd be big for keeping some of these guys in town. I mean, you know, you never know what could happen with a guy like David Roddy or Isaiah Stevens if Nico Medved decided to move on. You know, maybe they decide to look elsewhere at that point for bigger schools. They'd certainly get the interest. A lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts to keep our eye on. Um, personally, if I was Minnesota, my top candidates would be Nico Medved and Porter Mosier at uh, Loyola Chicago. But he could be in the mix at DePaul. You know, he's a Chicago guy. It definitely matters to him. Will be interesting. It will be interesting to say the least. All right. Like I said, we will be talking hoops throughout the week. Um, I'm going to have live shows previewing the NCAA tournament with Ben. I will have plenty of Rams coverage regarding the NIT, spring football, all of that stuff. Going to be fun. Shout out to everybody that continues to support our content. You make my dreams come true. All right. That's what we've got today. Much love, y'all. Stay safe. Stay warm. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be.